Hey everyone. Before we get into the stories, I wanted to mention a few things. There's going to be a sponsored segment somewhere in the middle of this video. I'm not apologizing for it or anything, I'm just letting you know. I also want to mention that the final story in this video isn't an Uber or Lyft story, it's a cab story. But I felt like it still fit the topic. It's pretty much the same thing. This is my final video of the week, until Monday. So I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. You can send your stories at southerncannibal.com if you have one. Let's go ahead and get into these stories. And remember, to always stay hungry. I'm a 29-year-old male, and I decided to finish my shift an hour early. Now, I've been contemplating on just staying an hour and finishing my shift, but I decided not to as I was very tired. After ordering a lift, my driver picked me up and we were well on our way to my destination. Everything was going well as I was kind of drifting off to sleep and I was listening to music to try and stay awake until I reached my house. Once we were one block away from my house, the driver stopped at a red light and then all of a sudden, to our left, a pickup truck was making a turn as another car hit from behind real hard. Immediately, the pickup truck and the other car was filled with smoke. There were two people who came out of the truck and they were holding their necks as blood was then coming out of their bodies. As the Lyft driver called for the emergency services, I was trying to figure out where the other driver of the other car was at, and to my horror, I saw his fate, as his head was covered in blood, and so was the windshield, and it was completely shattered. He was completely unrecognizable. I don't know if he survived it, but I really pray that he did. As we finally reached our destination, the driver had said to me, Oh my god, that could have been us. I thanked him profusely, as I then recounted the image again in my head and I thank God that I was still alive. I've never seen an accident so close up like that in my life, and I think I'll be recounting those images for a long time. Please be safe, everyone, and always wear your seatbelt. It may just save your life. Please don't take life for granted, because you just never know what might happen tomorrow. Before I get started on this story, I should mention that I'm a 29-year-old guy who's a bit on the heavy side. That alone made this experience rather, for lack of a better term, odd. I'm also not one for conflict, but I'm not one to just let someone walk all over me. So here's the story. When I got done with work, I sat on one of the benches next to the front door to the medical tower which I worked in. I had already booked an Uber so I was sitting on the bench and waiting for them to roll up. It'd take about 10 minutes, so I had plenty of time to kill beforehand. As I waited about 3 minutes in, some beat-up black truck pulled up and then called for me. Not by my name like most Uber drivers are supposed to do, but rather he called out Uber. I looked at him, and I then looked back at the app. I saw that that was not my Uber. In fact, not a beat up black truck, but rather a Chrysler car. Also, my driver was Asian, and this guy was white. I told him 
I'm sorry, but you're not my driver. He shook his head, then said, Nah, I'm your driver. Come on, get in. Now was my turn to shake my head, because I told him my driver's info and his name. This guy told me he was covering for that guy, and that the car he was supposed to be using was in the shop. I told him that my original driver was literally like six minutes away at this point. He tried telling me that the app was just slow, but I still didn't buy it. I told him I'd call the driver, and he told me not to, and to just trust him. Yeah, that was definitely a red flag. I got in contact with the driver, and he said he was on the way. I told this guy what the driver told me, and I can now see that he was livid. He then shouted, Get in the fucking car, fat ass! But I never did. This is when things got serious. He got out of the car and stormed up to me. And before he could grab me, one of my coworkers then shouted out, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? This had freaked the man out, and he got back in his car, cursing in a panic as he then sped off into the night. My coworker came up and he asked me if I was okay, and I said yes. Shortly after that, my driver finally pulled up, and I then got inside and went home. I didn't get the plate number on the guy's truck, so I never called the cops. Sucks, I know, but it's all over and done with so I just forgot about it. Always be sure to check the app for your driver's info, people. It's the best way to deter fakers like that loser. I'm a 31-year-old female, and I had to visit the emergency room late at night with my mom last week. She's okay now, though. But due to COVID and lack of room, no visitors could stay with the patient unless they're an infant. So I ordered an Uber home, as I don't drive. For some context, I have severe anxiety, and whenever I'm in an Uber, my fiancé is almost always with me, so I always feel safe with him there. The roads of this particular hospital are a little confusing, and I later found out that my Uber driver was on the other side of the emergency entrance. I was already on edge because it was very late, and that particular neighborhood isn't the safest at the best of times. Not long after booking, a car rolls up a ways down from me and calls out a name that sounds very similar to mine. But when you hear them, clearly they're obviously different. So naturally, I walk up and I ask if he's my driver. I stated my name, and for a moment, he looked a bit hesitant, and then suddenly and confidently confirmed that he was my driver and was very insistent that I get in the car. I looked at his car's interior, and it didn't have the same setup as a normal Uber. No proper GPS setup, no water bottles, no check-in code, etc. He also wasn't wearing a mask, which at the time was mandatory for Uber drivers in my country. He kept insisting that I get in, and when I walked over to check out his plates and see if they matched the ones on the app, he kept loudly telling me to get in the car. Of course, they didn't match, and as I walked away, he was practically begging me to get in the car, and he got mad when I didn't. My fiancé was on the phone with me the whole time and heard everything, but it wasn't obvious that I was on a call due to the type of headphones I was wearing. He ended up driving off, and five minutes later, 
After some communication between my driver, we found each other. I practically broke down as soon as I got in the car, and my Uber driver was so nice, and he told me I was smart to make sure everything matched up. He also called me down and said that I was safe now. I got home with no incident after that, and I thanked him profusely. Immediate five stars for him. A few years back when I was 17 years old, I went to a party. Everything was alright until the host started getting really intense and creepy. By that point it was around 3am and I was pretty drunk. I decided to call an Uber in order to avoid any advances from the insisting guy. The Uber shows up and I try and sober up when I get in. The driver starts making small talk with me and in the state I was in, I had really failed to see the red flags. He started to ask me about the party, and I told him about the creep, and he then told me it was because I was really short and cute. He then asked me my age, and sensing a weird vibe from him, I told him I was a minor, thinking that would deter any further advances. But it turns out, that was a horrible idea. He was driving pretty recklessly on the highway, and I snapped out of my drunken stupor real fast. He then went on to ask me to go get drinks with him the same night, and he told me he really liked me. I quickly told him that I'd get grounded if I stayed out any later, and that my mother was awake and was waiting for me at home. Keep in mind, I lived in Mexico, and the amount of people and especially women that get murdered daily is ridiculously high. When we got home to my home address, I noticed the doors were locked, and he kept on insisting on us going to get a drink, even though by now it was almost 4am. I tried to act as nice as possible when I told him I couldn't that night. He then asked me for my phone number, and he told me we could go out the next day. So not being the first time that some creep had asked me for my number, I gave him my number, but I changed the last digits so he couldn't actually contact me. But then... He actually dialed the phone as I was getting out of the car. Of course, my phone didn't ring, and he started getting agitated, and he said I gave him the wrong number. I played drunk and stupid, and I recited my number again, but I actually said it correctly in order to avoid him to think he heard the last number wrong. He chuckled, and he said it was his bad, and he told me we'd see each other the next day. I made my way into my house and immediately woke my mom up because I was terrified. She managed to calm me down and she told me to go to sleep. So I went into my bedroom and I started putting my PJs on when my phone then started ringing. The Uber driver was trying to video call me and I lost my shit when I saw that on my screen. I immediately denied the call and I then noticed that he sent me like 15 messages asking what time he could come pick me up and why I wasn't replying. Of course, I blocked him right away, and I thought that would be the end of it. Well, the next day, I got a text from an unknown number, and I checked the picture, and I saw it was the driver. He asked me why I had blocked him, and he started spamming me. I immediately blocked him. Over the course of the next month, I'd get messages from random phone numbers, and it quickly became obvious it was the Uber driver. I would always block him, but I eventually decided to report him on the Uber app, and I changed my number. So yeah, now the only problem is, 
He knows where I live. Hey everyone, I need to take a small break from the stories to thank today's sponsor, ShipStation. I know that the economy has been pretty rough lately, and no one really knows what the future holds. So if you want to keep your business thriving, you need to find ways to save money without cutting corners. ShipStation is great for that, as they give you discounts up to 85% off USPS and UPS rates. It's also very easy to use the ShipStation dashboard to manage your orders. You get a free trial and quick setup right off the bat. ShipStation hooks you up with leading industry discounts, so you'll never have to worry about overpaying for shipping. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce business with ShipStation, and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. ShipStation effortlessly integrates everywhere you sell online, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. So if any of you out there have a small business, this is perfect for you. Worry less about the bottom line when you save money with ShipStation. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CANNIBAL today and sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CANNIBAL. It was June of 2016. I was 25 years old and I would just gotten a promotion at work and I was super stressed out. Luckily, I had an upcoming span of three days off in a row, so I decided to go on a mini vacation to Southern California to visit some of my friends. I was staying at my friend's place in LA. It was a Saturday, and my friend had to work, so I decided that I would spend the day by myself relaxing at the beach. I decided to take an Uber out to Zuma Beach in Malibu. Big mistake. I usually don't drive when I take small getaways, as I want to try and save money by simply just using public transportation, or using a friend or family member's car, or getting an Uber. But it was a long ride out to Malibu, about an hour and 15 minutes. The whole time, I thought about how much this ride was going to cost me, and coincidentally, my Uber driver had asked me how I was planning on getting back to the city, seeing as how I didn't have a car. It was almost like a subtle warning from the universe, then I should have been traveling so far out to the city by myself with no car. I got to the beach around 1pm and I spent the day exactly as planned. I sunbathed, did a little reading, swam for a bit, and I also listened to my favorite podcast. Being that it was a Saturday though, the beach wasn't as busy as I thought it would be. There was a family to the right of me. A mom, grandma, and two small kids and a couple making out a bit further down the shore. I didn't really think that much of it, as it wasn't super hot that day, and it was also quite windy out. I took a short nap. Well, about an hour later, around 5.30pm, I decided to pack up and head out. As I was packing up, I had noticed that the two other families had already left, and I was virtually all alone. I should also mention that Zuma Beach is a bit secluded. That's why people love it. It's clean, and it's not usually flustered with crowds as it's quite a drive out. It's not a private beach, but it's definitely on the more quieter side, with just a long stretch of white sand and shores, about three miles or so. At least on the section of the beach where I was. 
there were some vacant beach houses in the far distance, not accessible obviously, and the nearby Pacific Coast Highway, or PCH for short. I gathered my belongings, and I went to order an Uber. Only, Uber wasn't available in my location. I scoffed at the inconvenience, and I then looked up the number to the closest cab company. I found one, and I noticed that the reviews were less than stellar. It was my only option, though, so I gave them a call. It actually took about three times for someone to finally pick up the phone, and when I told them my location, they said it would take them at least an hour to get to me. I told them that was fine, as the sun was just beginning to set, and I was really enjoying taking in that beautiful view. They didn't sound too pleased to have to send someone that far out to me, and they told me to be ready when they get there. I sat near the railing of the change room, near where the lifeguard tower was, and I watched the sun go down. About 45 minutes later, my peace was abruptly disturbed when I heard a loud clanking noise from a vehicle pulling up to the parking lot of the beach entrance. I looked over to see a beige, worn-out, old-ass car that looked like someone had just pulled it out of a junkyard. This couldn't be my cab, I thought to myself as I then stood in awe of just how disgusting this car was. Hey, I got a cab for Colby. I heard an old man say as he hopped out of the driver's seat, cigarette hanging out of his mouth. I'm not usually one to judge, as you never know what someone's situation is. But this man looked literally homeless. He was old and fat with a beer gut. He was wearing a stained white t-shirt tucked into some khakis that clearly didn't fit. He smelled like musk, and he also looked as though he hadn't shaved in weeks. Are, are you my cab driver? I asked as I slowly approached him. If your name is Coley, then yeah, hop in, he said irritatedly as he took a long drag of his cigarette. He glared at me up and down as I then apprehensively let myself into the back seat of his repulsive car. It made me feel sick. I couldn't believe what happened next. As I sat in the car watching him finish up his smoke, he started to walk over to my side of the car. When he was about a foot away from my door, he unbuckled his pants, pulled out his junk, and right there in the middle of the parking lot, proceeded to take a leak directly in plain sight of me. I was frozen. All of my spidey senses went off at the same time. I then gathered all my belongings so I could leave the car. Except I couldn't. This old perv had locked me in his car. I had tried the door handle on the other side. Locked as well. I began banging on the window to get his attention as he took his piss. But he never once looked up. I started to panic. When he finally finished his record long piss and got into the smelly cab. I then lied and I told him that my friend had just texted me that she was on her way to pick me up and that I no longer needed a cab ride. I asked him to unlock the door so I could please leave. I was looking at him through the rearview mirror. His facial expression was furious. I asked him again, this time in a not so nice tone, to please unlock the door. He did so, while then giving me the most menacing glare that I've ever seen from a man. I booked it out the cab so fast, and I started making my way back to the lifeguard tower. I was running so fast that I almost didn't even notice that he was running after me. Hey, 
You still need to pay me, you stupid bitch! I heard him yelling as I sprinted towards the tower. I prepared my brain for a fight, and the fact that I was going to be physically attacked at any moment. I'm not a large girl, and I certainly didn't know enough self-defense to fully protect myself. By this time, it was nearly nightfall, and nobody was around except the passing cars I heard going by on the PCH just a quarter of a mile away. The crazy cab driver was still chasing me. He was about 12 meters away, screaming awful derogatory things. I had to make a quick decision. Either book it towards the highway helplessly and risk the crazy cabbie catching up to me, or try my luck at the lifeguard tower and just pray that someone was still in there. I did the latter, and thank God, to my relief, there was actually a lifeguard patrol guy who I could see packing up for the day. I screamed. I waved my arms back and forth, and I quickly got the lifeguard guy's attention. He pointed to me as if to tell me to hold on, and as I watched him coming down the tower, I looked over and simultaneously saw the crazy cab guy with what looked like a small pocket knife in his hand. I darted towards the lifeguard, tears streaming down my face, and I explained the situation. The lifeguard got on his walkie-talkie, and he paged for someone. The crazy cabbie approached us both, and he aggressively told the lifeguard that I was trying to scam him out of money, and that I need to pay for the ride that I no longer needed, all while continuing to call me awful names. The lifeguard then told him that he needed to walk away, and that he had just called the police. The crazy cab guy actually threatened the lifeguard, then saying, Yeah, I'll be back for you. And he then slowly turned around, making his way back to his piece of shit car. I thanked that lifeguard, and I told him that I was unfortunately still stranded, and I needed a way to get back to LA. He called me a taxi from an actual reputable company, and he then assured me that I'd be in good hands. I was, thankfully. An officer showed up shortly after. We reported the incident in cab and company, and I left. On the ride back home to my friend's place, I was so shaken up, and I couldn't believe what had just happened. My new taxi driver was a weed-smoking hippie, but he was cool. The adrenaline from the whole ordeal really got the best of me, and I drifted off to sleep. I was just so grateful to be safe and sound. I know that human trafficking is a big problem, especially in border states. I hate to think of what would have happened to me if I had took that ride from that crazy perv cab driver. I've learned my lesson, and from now on, if I'm going to a faraway destination all by myself where there's a possibility I could get stranded, I will always rent a car.